0: This is Good Life, I'm Dean Wilson. I have a very special guest on the program today, I think you'll really enjoy. Bill McFadgen is with me. Bill is the publisher and founder of NewsHawk here in Santa Barbara. He's a fascinating guy, He's, he's built a great news business, and I think you'll really be interested in what he has to say, so stay tuned. Bill McFadgen, The Good Life is next. I'm Dean Wilson, so glad you joined us today. I have a special guest with me. Bill McFadgen is with me. Bill is the founder and publisher of NewsHawk here in Santa Barbara, uh, which is a wonderful news service. Um, And Bill is the co-chairman of the brand-new Santa Barbara South Coast Chamber of Commerce, board member at at, uh, Partners in Education here locally and the Westmont College Foundation, among others. NewsHawk is a 24-7 news organization that Bill founded several years ago that we're gonna talk about. So welcome, Bill.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Tell me just real quick, just for people to get to know you, just a little bit about your story, where you grew up and your family and that sort of thing.
1: My family actually is from Malibu um, and uh, since the forties and, um, but I grew up all over the the country. Um, I went to high school in Birmingham, Alabama uh, came back to California to go to Pepperdine. Um, left Pem- Pepperdine to finish up my uh, college at University of Houston. Got my start in newspapers in Houston. and then, uh, But since I was a little kid, I've always wanted to live in Santa Barbara. And so uh, when I was in Houston at the Houston Post, which at the time was the 23rd largest daily newspaper in the country, and today it's out of business, um, but uh, as soon as I had access to their stationery I was bombarding the Daily Paper in Santa Barbara begging them to hire me and (laughs) and, uh, eventually they they relented and against their better judgment. What paper was that? The Daily Newspaper here.
0: Okay and so that's where you went, to. that's how you got here?
1: Yes, in 1987.
0: Wow, and was news journalism always where you wanted to go?
1: Uh, No, actually my goal was to uh, play center field for the Dodgers but it became apparent to me in high school that probably the only way I was ever going to patrol center field was as a security guard. So <laughs> I had to do something else. Couldn't do math. Um, so that's really leaves about uh, journalism is about the only thing left. So,
0: <laughs> Why did you f- found NewsHawk?
1: That's a really good question. Um, so I had been at the Daily Newspaper uh, for 15 years. and. Um, that was my dream job i was the uh, front page editor news editor and um, over the course of that period of time I, I recruited the ideal copy desk i just put the last person in place when the new york times sold it to a, a local owner in uh 2000 sorry the, the the years all run together unless you're talking about uh, dodgers baseball (laughs) trivia from the 70s and 80s. Anyway uh, I stayed on about uh, nine months into the new ownership and then then resigned and then the next year started a weekly newspaper the South Coast Beacon which to this day people in Santa Barbara revere Um, I it's it's not uncommon for people to to talk about it to me Um, but never made a dime that thing was a financial disaster and we shut that down in 2004. And I was looking for other publishing opportunities uh, through in 2005 and then into 2006. And then mid year in 2006, the daily newspaper imploded. Um, It was a really dramatic story for Santa Barbara. And then about 18 or uh, uh, six weeks later, the KEYT had a, a significant downsizing. So in about a um, two month period, all of a sudden, Santa Barbara's had no place to go for mainstream everyday local news. And I knew that people were online looking for that kind of information and not being able to find it. But I didn't know if advertisers and businesses were at that point yet. So I went back to some of the Beacon advertisers and it turned out they were very interested in that. So I was able to, uh, I put together a business plan, was able to convince um, several advertisers to commit to a year. And then a few of them to prepay for a year, and that's how I got the seed funding to start NewsHawk, and we launched in October of
0: two thousand and seven. Wow, so it's been coming up on thirteen years. Uh-huh. Yeah. And how is how is it going? I mean, how how?
1: Piece of cake.
0: <laughs>
1: Could not be easier.
0: You make it look so easy. Yeah, it's yeah. it's so easy.
1: <laughs> um It. It's been an interesting, uh, it's been an interesting experience. Um, it's the hardest I've ever worked. It's the most fun I've ever had. And the the opportunity that we had, I mean, I got really lucky and we hit the 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 online world just at the right time. And so we rode that wave, you know, Santa Barbara had some unique circumstances that were in our favor with the Daily Newspapers drama. And so you know if we were to start this in san antonio texas or or you know des moines iowa i don't think we would have had the same the same uh, uh, good fortune but because it was here because i was known in the community and because um you know santa barbara is really unique and i know every community in the country says that but santa barbara is really unique because you know we have original presidio families still walking around mm-hmm. and we know who those people are and so that insularity that we have is really, um, it, it speaks to the strength and character of our community. And if you understand how that works, it's a really great thing. And mm-hmm. so we appreciate that, we understand how that works and that really worked to our benefit because you know, we're seen as a, an authentic local mm-hmm. uh, news organization. And mm-hmm. the truth is our competitors leave the door wide open so we just keep, right. keep running through it. Right. But we, we hit break even fairly quickly. And then um, we've been mostly profitable, modestly profitable almost our entire existence. Um, there were a couple of months in 2009 when I didn't think we were gonna make it, um, but that, uh, that you know righted itself. And then over the last um, two and a half years, we've really just been on this upward trajectory. And then 2020, you know, I, uh, we've been blessed because despite everything that's been going on, we're, we're actually having our, our best year for traffic, our best year for revenue, our best year for sales that we've ever had. So it's it's been, yeah. we can't really complain. Drama and inconvenience are always good for NewsHawk.
0: Right, when well, so, people are home. That's true. And people are looking for news right. and information so that yeah that, that's interesting let's talk about the news business for for a minute the current environment that we're in it's very polarized there's an election coming the, the the cable networks tend to be you know on one side or the other it's 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 the news obviously news has changed but one is i'd like kind of your thought on characterizing the business as a whole and then kind of what you want to be mm-hmm. in the midst of that
1: So the whole point of NewsHawk really was to fill the void of local news in Santa Barbara and Goleta and and really all of Santa Barbara County. Um, In this day and age, uh, there are a lot of news deserts. Um, Santa Barbara County is not technically a news desert because we have two daily newspapers. We have a couple of weekly newspapers. We have uh, two television stations, network television stations, and we have NewsHawk and some other uh, organizations. But there are pockets. Um, San Nes Valley. Uh, Lompoc, uh, Guadalupe, um, areas that don't have day-to-day coverage. And then we have, um, vertically, we have uh, topic areas that are simply not being covered. Business is not covered well in Santa Barbara County, and yet on the South Coast, we have a really um, you know active, um, thriving uh, business economy in most years. Um, so there, there's all kinds of things that need to be done in Santa Barbara County, and that's what our focus is um, for the network for cable news, for newspapers. Uh, if it happens outside Santa Barbara County borders, we're just not interested. Yeah. Because if, if you're interested in the presidential election, there are a million websites out there right. that have much better sources. They're actually with the candidates you know. in normal right. times. <laughs> right. um, they're, they're covering them on a day-to-day basis. They know what's happening. So why would you go to NewsHawk to find out about that you can you can the the internet is full of those those sources but if you want to find out what's going on in Santa Barbara County you have to go to NewsHawk there's only one source and it's us and so that's what we want to be Um, the news industry has been interesting Um, when I got my start and in the early days when I was on the copy desk at the Houston Post um, you know we we kind of would think that it would be our children's children that would not be reading newspapers anymore and you know, fast forward—not even fifteen years—it uh, it wasn't our children's children; it was ourselves. I mean, right. I stopped reading a daily newspaper when I left the the daily here, and um, and and then and so my children grew up never actually seeing me pick up a newspaper. paper product. Right. You know, I was reading it on my computer, and so um, that just completely changed, uh, you know, almost overnight, and. Uh, You know, at the time NewsHawk started, I think the iPod had been around for maybe five or six years. And, you know, now when you think of an iPod, you're thinking like, wow, that's
0: that's old school. (laughs) You know, who has those anymore? Uh,
1: So who knows what's gonna happen six years from now? I mean, you know, you're could you probably gonna be reading a device in direct sunlight, you know, on the beach with waves crashing about and it's no big deal. I mean, who knows? But but we do know that um, local news is not very sexy. It's it's not um, there's no there's no it's difficult to make a, a living at local news because you're it's a confined geographic area probably a smaller population center um, but for us um, we think the the possibilities are endless it's it's an unlimited um, universe for us and there's just so much for us to do yeah um, I think Santa Barbara County which has about 450,000 um, people in it is probably the at the top end of the ideal population center for us. Mm. I would never want to go to Los Angeles. That's just too big. Yeah. There's there's too much going on, but we can own Santa Barbara County and that's what we're trying to do.
0: That's that's
1: really interesting. And I, I would also say that we um, you know, having my, my failure experience with the South Coast Beacon we don't look at ourselves as being in the news business, we, we're in the business of news. And we tell all of our employees that, you know, NewsHawk has to be profitable for us to grow. We can't, this is not a hobby, we have to, we have to make it. So everybody in our organization understands that they have to be entrepreneurial. And even our reporters, um, you know, they can't sell ads, but they help us sell ads by being accurate, thorough, Fair in their reporting and getting the story and telling the truth as, as best they can, um, and that that helps our sales side, right. you know,
0: right,
1: right. run the business.
0: Right. And what, what did you, is your team? Ten people? Is it? Eight? Um,
1: we have 13 uh, thirteen full-time employees now, which. Wow. Um, <laughs> In the beginning days, we couldn't even imagine that. Um, But um, we've actually hired two people uh, this summer, one a reporter and one on the sales side um, because the the workload has just been so great. Wow. Wow. We had planned to do that um, uh, later in the fourth quarter, but we had to accelerate that just because it it was exhausting.
0: Wow. So so 2020 for your organization, Focus more eyeballs on NewsHawk. I mean, yes, it, I mean it's it's been one of the results.
1: It, it has, but really that's been um, the culmination of a, a process that that in 2012 um, I took on two partners, um, Tom Bolton, who's our executive editor, and then Kim Clark, who is our business development vice president, and. They now run their respective departments, and then um, and they're partners with me. We own 100% of the company, and then I work on the entrepreneurial side. And truthfully, I try to stay out of the way, and yeah, right. <laughs> you know, get to do stuff like this and, yeah. and have lunch, but they do all the work. But um, once they came in and, and really started to focus on their things, and it wasn't just me doing everything, then the business really started to take off. Uh, it was immediate with news because Tom instituted, you know, we're, we're heavy on breaking news, which is what people really need to know. If they hear a siren, they see smoke, um, they need to know right then, not five hours from now. Right. And so that that really started to take off. And then Kim, uh, we were doing pretty well, but it was just basically, <laughs> We were like locusts and, and you know there was no paperwork, and people would tell me stuff and i 'd make deals and, and Kim brought some organization to that and, and enabled us to actually finally figure out, okay, what do we have, what do we don 't have what do we need, and how do we how do we get it so that really started to take off and then, in the summer of two thousand and seventeen, if you 'll remember the Whittier fire, which burned uh, Camp Whittier and Rancho Alegre up in the mountains. Um, that's when Newshawk exploded. Um, that was, I think, on a July, uh, it was a Saturday in July, right around noon when that fire happened. And it was touch and go for Goleta for a long while. But our traffic just exploded. Then, of course, that fall was the Thomas fire in that December. And then, you know, just less than three weeks after that, uh, Montecito happened. And then, um, interestingly, the Cave Fire, uh, which was last um, November, I think. Uh, it started up on 154. Oh, yeah. And uh, that became our all time biggest story. Really? Um, that, that fire, which um, amazingly burned not a single home, uh, but it, it happened in, in just such a compressed time period and it was visible the entire time right. to the community. And so that that really exploded NewsHawk, and then the coronavirus hit in March, and then our traffic has just been sky high since then. Wow! And so and the
0: the that November fire, I mean, my sense of that was it was because of what had just happened. <laughs> there was it was, a it was of, yes. I mean, wasn't, wasn't that part of the dynamic?
1: Probably, and the fact that it was so visible was from visible. The, the very start of it, you, you could almost see the flames within seconds of it starting and then right. and then the the wind was blowing right uh, astonishingly there were there were no injuries and no no houses burned and so um, but it it evoked memories of the 1990 painted cave fire because it was essentially in the same area right. and threatening the same neighborhoods and right. so that's still you know 30 years later still very fresh on, on people's minds
0: yeah. it, it's an interesting business that you guys are in I mean literally so you know one day in July of whatever it was you wake up like any of you any other day but for you guys your life has changed I mean you're you're you can be thrust into a whole story world just like that any day I mean right
1: yes yeah I mean uh, which around
0: here seems like it happens a lot
1: (laughs) (laughs) it does And, and especially Montecito I mean right
0: who, right. who knew this wrong. was
1: such a sleepy little right. bedroom community? And my gosh, we have we have you know international disasters here it's on a regular labor? basis. Yeah, yeah. but um, it is. We have a really we're blessed with a really good team. Um, we have a very experienced staff, and um, we do disasters really well. We've we've certainly had enough opportunity over the years, yeah. and um, but it, it's there's adrenaline. Um, it's exciting. We we feed on that and. The fact that we know that our readers, and, and we have constant feedback from our readers too, it's, which is another cool thing about the internet, every day right. is a conversation. Whereas in print, you know, I could sell you a newspaper and you could read every word of it or you could throw it in the trash and I would never know. But on NewsHawk, we know yeah. um, exactly what people are doing and they're telling us what they want to read every minute of every hour of every day.
0: Right.
1: And it's almost too much information but within that data are, are trends and, and um, you know things that are really important to us because they're important to our community yeah. and I think that's how we, we connect with a lot of people
0: yeah what's the most common way people get your news?
1: Um, through the, the email so we okay. have a we have a two daily emails one in the morning one in the afternoon and um, people a lot of times treat that as a, as a newspaper right and they'll email us and say, you know, I missed the city council story. Well, it's sitting on our website, but, you know, they, they're looking at it in their, it's not in their email from that day, you right, know, right, so right. we didn't cover it, but we did. It right. was just the it's day just before. Right, right. But um, that's, uh, you know, the, the website is, is obviously the, the, the whole package, and people are coming to that um, two, three, four times a day, generally. But the, the email is where, where people, you know, we see it in our traffic analytics, um, yep. the spikes when, when people are opening that. And so there's that, and then, you know. How do people sign up for that? Um, it's right there on our website, uh, subscribe. and you Just subscribe. Right, and it's free. Comes at 4.15 a.m. Uh, it's amazing how many people know that it comes at 4.15 a.m. because they sleep with their phones by their bed, and it dings when it, the email comes in. And the only reason I did that was back when I got the the Wall Street Journal delivered, it came religiously at 4:30 a.m. And so I figured, well, I'll just beat the Wall Street Journal. You can read NewsHawk, and then go out and get the paper, right? And uh, start your day. And so wow, so 4:15 in the morning and then the
0: afternoon. And then
1: 4:15 p.m. Uh, we did that just because we figured that's about the time of day when people are starting to look for, you know, they're watching the clock and they're thinking, you know, what what can I not do with right. my job, and so we can give them 45 minutes of stuff to right, goof right. off with, right. we'll do it. Right,
0: that's That's great. A couple of your involvements are interesting to me, and, and I, I was reading a little bit about this, um, the project you did, Prescription for Abuse, mm-hmm. um, a six-month news SOC team project which explored the misuse and abuse of prescription drugs in Santa Barbara County. Right. Can you tell us about that project sure. and kind of what you learned?
1: Um, that was a fascinating project. Um, we were approached by um, the California um, Health Journalism Project, which is associated with the Annenberg School at USC, and they asked us to apply for a um, fellowship. And so we did, and we we chose this topic just because we were getting a lot of um, we were covering a lot of overdose deaths, and we had been um, tipped that there was a specific doctor in town who was over prescribing. Basically you just tell him what you want and he would would do it. And we couldn't really get anything on that and so we 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 felt like we needed some help and we thought if we did this project with USC with their resources we could get some professional expertise to help us crack that that case open. And so we, um, NewsHawk always bites off way more than we can chew. We're very ambitious and that was definitely very ambitious, but we had a, uh, it was led by our current managing editor, Gianna Magnoli, who was right out of school. Um, uh, Laura Cooper, who you may know, she's with Direct Relief. She's actually been involved with the Turner Foundation as a volunteer um, in the past. She lives on the west side Um, and a couple other uh, folks and they just dug into it. And um, what we found is that there was a lot of abuse but the misuse was pervasive, you know, in Santa Barbara County, just like it is anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's not unique to us. But uh, it it brought home to us that that this is a problem that affects every single family. Um, mm-hmm. Virtually everybody's been touched by it, um, and most of the time, uh, it starts innocently enough, where there's a, there's an injury or something where those drugs are actually helping, right? And then, but they're very addictive. And so um, it was just an awareness project. We've tried to go back and do something similar to do an update because it's, it's, it's you know, had, had its peaks and valleys since then, mm-hmm. but it's on the upward trajectory again. Right. And, and uh, I know you had Joyce Dudley on here uh, right. uh, recently and, and she was a huge help uh, and her office was a huge help in that project. And you know she was one of the ones who was able to, to you know, put us in touch with the right people to, to, you know, explain the magnitude of it. Right. So
0: it's it's become a big problem.
1: It it is. And, you know, I don't know what the solution is because those drugs are actually very useful. Right. It's when they're abused or misused when that's when they become, you know, catastrophic.
0: That's interesting. You, you, you're a member of the Santa Barbara Council on Alcoholism and Drug Abuses Fight Back Steering Committee. So you have a heart for people who are struggling with addiction Uh, um
1: i well of course yes i would that is true um i'm i got involved with fighting back because um that was our our readers were really interested in that topic you know partly because of the prescription for abuse um uh, series that we did but but whenever we write about drug abuse or um, addiction issues um, we get readership on that and so i felt like if our readers are interested in that, then I can be a, a voice for their concerns and their issues in, I see. in that organization. And so that's what I try to do. Same thing with partners in education. K-12 education is a huge topic for our readers. They're, they're, they devour that stuff. Yeah. So if I can be involved and be, be a representative of them, I think that that helps them, and it helps NewsHawk as we try to cover that issue because we have a little bit more understanding of what we're facing. Right. And the Fighting Back does tremendous work. Um, we're very involved. The the organization's very involved with Cottage Health and the Bridge Clinic, which you you know is a partnership with Cottage uh, Sabre, Santa Barbara Neighborhood Clinics, and um, the, to you know people who are coming into the emergency rooms rather than you know. Treat them, release them, and then hope that they'll come back. They can actually go directly, be walked across the street into the bridge clinic and start to get uh, supportive services immediately, which is what so many of those people need. Right. So it's powerful. And and you know you know this from the Turner Foundation, but um, it's such a it's such a profound need in our community. Yeah. You know, this is the greatest place to live. And you would think well we're not touched by any of that right. and yet we are right and it's it's pervasive
0: right and so many of those i mean we're talking about prescription drugs and then the other i mean it it can be silent mm-hmm. invisible and that's one of the things about i think the prescription drug the, opi- the opi- opioid thing that you're right starts as a solution and then it, it's not a solution anymore but it's invisible Right. And so it's so hard to, and so many people are suffering Mm -hmm. invisibly, which is what I think is one of the sad parts of it.
1: It really is sad.
0: And then you've been involved with my alma mater, Westmont College. Mm
1: -hmm. I love Westmont.
0: Yeah. So do I. <laughs> I know that. Are you on the, you're, you're on a foundation. Are you on the foundation board? Yes. The, the foundation board. Oh, you are. Okay. Yeah. They, you, they would never let me as a um, trustee. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Well, the Gail will be here soon. So I'll ask him <laughs> about that. uh, Well, that's great. Well, Hey, it's wonderful to, to meet you in person, to hear what you're doing. It's fantastic. I, I'm a NewsHawk fan. And well, thank uh, you. So thanks for all you do for the community.
1: Thank you. And thank you to the Turner Foundation, because that's that's been a, a, a real blessing in this community. And I know it's it's broader than Santa Barbara, but it's it's yeah. glad thank that you're here, too.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, thanks for coming. Yeah, thank you. And we'll see you next time.